We've been grinding for three and a half, four long months drafting best ball teams. And today, finally going to draft my 150th and final best ball Mania 4 team on underdog, trying to win $3 million. Let's put the cherry on top of this tournament today for me. Eric Vineford here at Spike Week. Let's do it. All right. It's a bittersweet day. It has been a fun summer of grinding best ball mania on underdog. Quite frankly, uh, it's hard to believe that we are here and I'm, I'm a little bit happy to get it out of the way early. We have so many tournament options now available to us and so many drafts I still want to do in these final 16 days before the season kicks off that, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited to do this final draft here with you guys, um, and we can quickly go over kind of some of what my teams look like uh, using our very own Draft IQ tool just for a couple of minutes, and then we will hop into this this BBM draft. Of course, thank you guys for for joining me, uh, Melch. Uh, this is this is I like this extension of the of the the bit a shot of soup. But Charles says you need to celebrate this milestone and do a shot for every wide receiver you draft. Absolutely not. That will never happen again in my life. That is like the hot dog draft. It will live on in infamy, but it's never going to happen again. And I'm never going to uh, I'm never going to eat a hot dog and I'm never going to drink a half a bottle of whiskey in 45 minutes while drafting a fantasy football team. I'll tell you that much right about now. Yeah. Shout out Felix. My good buddy Felix uh, took me long enough to max it. Uh, I am I am excited. I'm very excited actually to uh, to be done here. Oh yeah, some good guesses. Uh, Denver out here guessing some exposures, which like I said, I'll pull up here in uh, just a minute. Yeah, I could do this: a shot of beer rather than uh, a shot of whiskey. So I'm completely shit faced on a uh, on a Friday night. This is good. Yeah, <laughs> 149 drafts in. Time to balance out the exposures with uh, some dusty running backs that don't catch passes. Fun fact: I drafted a bunch of dusty running, not dusty running backs. I drafted a bunch of running backs who don't catch passes on underdog, uh, which you which you will see. You can keep the guesses coming, uh, and I, I'm happy to. I'm an open book. If you want to see how much exposure I have to a certain player, by all means, fire away, ask questions, uh, whatever. I'll pull it up, but I did just want to hit uh, Devin's comment. It is 100% hard to believe we're only 16 days away. Um, you're trying to hit 75. Dude, I don't blame you. Um we love underdog around here. They're the best. They're a reason, one of the biggest reasons, if not the biggest reason why we're all here and why I'm here and why Spike Week exists and everything. So, you know, all those caveats or whatever, but I made, I even, I kind of made it known, you know, back in late April, early May when BBM came out, it's not really my favorite tournament. Um, the structure of the tournament, uh, 3 million up top is nice and that's why i'm drafting 150 teams because uh i think this is like the golden age of best ball where we we're not going to get this many years right in five years we're going to look back at the teams you know even the things that i'm saying this year the way that we're drafting we're going to learn so much over the course of several years the competition's going to get tougher whatever and so you know i i actually don't i don't love uh the meld you know the 
the bringing together of the season long prizes and the tournament structure in into one and then like kind of what it had how it had to work uh in order to do that um i say that and you know if i if i happen to finish highly in the regular season or win the whole thing i mean uh you won't hear me complaining but it wasn't necessarily my favorite tournament so to your point uh I, there's there's a lot of dude there's a lot of tournaments out there there's a lot of tournaments at all price points any bankroll you got you know there's a three dollar tournament on drafters DraftKings has got a low stake stuff you know there's there's still going to probably continue to be some more cheap stuff i think pop up here on underdog since the fill rates are going really well over there anyway you know long-winded way of saying i wouldn't i wouldn't worry too much about that this is a pretty good line andrew i will say this is a pretty pretty good line on on how i last thing before i pull up these uh these exposures i am very happy to have basically maxed bbm before last night's monday night football game in, in the preseason because Sam Howell going out there and playing well for a half on prime time, right on Monday night football in the preseason, people getting to see him. He's been named this, right? So he gets named the, the for sure starter, which we knew that all the sickos already knew that, but then he goes out on Monday night football in the preseason plays a whole half and plays well, looks good. The announcers are even right. All these little things. If you listen to the announcers are talking about how great he's playing other than the sack he took um, on that first drive. And they was just like, Oh, now in every draft you get in, Sam Howell goes a little higher and a little higher and a little higher. And so as a guy who wanted to make Sam Howell and the Washington commanders, like a core tenant of my strategy this year, uh, which you'll see in a second. I'm very happy to have gotten that out of the way. I've been drafting on DraftKings or drafters or whatever a lot lately as I kind of s- slow play my last few BBMs. And I mean, the steam on Howl is crazy. Uh, so, you know, even my guy Cole Turner, you know, starting on Monday Night Football, he's getting drafted now. And so I'm happy to have gotten a lot of that in before before this. Um, let me share my screen and then I'll, of course, hit hit the comments Feel free to keep them coming. I'll try to hit as many as I can before we hop into this draft. All right, let me zoom in a little bit. Um, for those of you that have not seen, this is our Draft IQ tool um, where you can see your exposure. Uh, and I'm on the exposure tab, so there's a couple different tabs here. Uh, I love, I love the lineups page for when the season gets here uh, to build. You know, Sam Howell throws that touchdown to Jahan Dotson. Let's go look at all my Sam Howell and Jahan Dotson teams uh, on the lineups page and really actually look at, at the lineups. But for, for this, what we're doing here on the exposure tab, so you can see all the different, so I'm 351 drafts deep. This doesn't include um, weekly winners, which I'm like 22 or something like that. So, you know, we'll get to, I'm not going to do many more on underdog once I get this, this in. Um, but so about 350 drafts, I'm only going to look at best ball mania here. Cause I don't want, uh, super flex and the big board and some of that other stuff to, you know, uh, skew what my ownership looks like. What you will see though, in some of these other tournaments, wildly different exposures across some of the tournaments. So, you know, without further ado, we scroll down as you guys can see here over here, just within the individual players and my highest own uh my uh, six highest owned players we'll, we'll just run that top six because i think it makes a ton of sense if you've been following me at all i got up to 52 percent sam Howell. i was that's kind of a, about where i was honestly uh trying to get to 
somewhere around half of my teams with Sam Howell. And the reason why I like that is um, I kind of, you kind of create a lot of cover when you take a stand on the late round quarterback. I understand some people don't like, don't like that. And I know there's lots of people who have probably have 0% Sam Howell and think I'm a fool and that's okay. I think he's a, he's, he was just a rare opportunity that we don't really get nowadays from a late round quarterback that can actually produce like, you know, not like Jalen Hurts or, or Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, but like he was he was way underpriced. The only reason he went where he went, and you'll see some of the other quarterbacks I have heavy exposure to. You, the the reason why Sam Howell went where he went is because people don't know, you know, is he even going to start? Right? Um, smart people like Pat Crane are worried about him holding the starting job, and so for me, that was a buying opportunity because if if people didn't like if they didn't have Jacoby Brissett behind him. If, if people weren't worried about, you know, basically like playing time, it's like a projectable volume thing, right? You're worried about projectable volume for Jackson Smith and Jigba, but he's just awesome. And, you know, you're worried kind of about the, the game volume for Sam Howell. But if he plays, uh, no one would argue that he's he's not underpriced. And so we took a big stand there and got a little lucky on um, the, the rise. Damien Harris. Uh, and and frankly, J.K. Dobbins uh, and Rashad Penny, a lot of these other guys, even Rashad Bateman, it hasn't gone my way. <laughs> Sam Howell definitely went my way. Damian Harris, you know, uh, unfortunately, the injury during training camp. I'm I'm still my my tune hasn't changed on Damian Harris. I'll be happy to hold that L if you know he's the third stringer behind Latavius Murray. I'm happy to you know, like I said, I'm happy to admit I'm wrong if that happens, but. I still don't really think anything has changed. I, I I understand there's some Latavius getting goal line carries in practice. Like that is what it is. You know, Trey Sermon is getting camp or like tons of camp hype for the Eagles. And like, that's just one of those things that I would rather just draft the best player. And I believe Damian Harris is much better than Latavius Murray. Understand if someone disagrees, but that is what it is. JK Dobbins. Uh, we've talked a lot about him. Uh, I'm not going to go belabor that one too much, but particularly as he fell, I have this guy ranked in the forties on underdog and we were getting him in the sixties and seventies. And so I, he, he, he actually, he was someone I really wanted to have a good amount of. And then he turned into I'm drafting on underdog specifically to draft JK Dobbins. So he wasn't a plan, like a planned big stand for me. Jahan Dotson was, I much prefer Jahan Dotson. I like Terry McLaurin. Jahan Dotson was a hundred percent like my Washington guy that I really wanted to take. And obviously I'm stacking him with Sam Howell, a bunch Rashad Penny talked a lot about him. Um, you know, the, the closing line value has not worked out very well for me, but I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not that much has changed. I, and I think some positive things have come out lately where it's been all the Gainwell hype and, and Penny not playing, you know, really with the starters or you know, leading the backfield in the, in the preseason. But I think all the news now is basically kind of like Philly's going to just committee this. And I think that's going to lead to good weeks for all these guys. And if you give me, give me some second half up 21 Rashad Penny, you know, against the giants or whatever. And I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, but then Rashad Bateman, I've also talked a lot about Rashad Bateman. Um, now let me hit some of these comments. I got to, to catch up here. Uh, let's look up two, two, let's see two, two here. Um, and I'll, I'll really quickly go over like some of the stacks and all that kind of stuff that we have here. So 17%. Very close. Bernie was very close. I got 17%, 2-2, Atwell. And then, obviously, when we search 
for 2-2, you can kind of see what those teams look like with 2-2 uh, clearly. Look at that. Literally, 52% Sam Howell and 52% Sam Howell uh, with 2-2 Atwell. So that's funny. Lots of Lamar, not surprising. Um, I don't draft Matthew Stafford. I don't know. I, I may not have Stafford on a 2-2 team. Yeah, I don't draft Matthew Stafford. So um, unsurprisingly, uh, <laughs> in week 15, Lots of Washington and and Rams, but lots of lots of Rams game stacks all throughout, which has been something that I've been definitely really focused on. Let's hit. Uh, um, oh, I guess to hit this question, am I worried about the the JSN? No, I'm I'm not. Um, unless unless we not at this point. Like all the news that we have so far, is he broke a bone in his wrist, and they're still hopeful he'll be back for week one, and so um that he is he's he's he was already uh, a you know a, a core piece of what I was trying to do in drafts. Obviously, you see him as you know my eighth highest own player or whatever. Um, as he falls, it's buying time. And, and if you weren't in on him, right? It feels like a lot of these guys. If you weren't in on J.K. Dobbins, the world just you know the best ball world just gave you the perfect time to go buy this guy, right? You weren't in on. Uh, Rashad Bateman you weren't in on Traylon Burks you weren't in on those guys like that's that's fine we all have different player takes and everything but now is like if you had three percent JSN like he's gonna fall and now's a good time to get your JSN because I don't really think it changes much of anything at all for him of course that's subject to change if they come out and say oh no this is a lot bigger deal he's gonna miss the first month you know that naturally changes things but I'm not worried right now um uh yes oh uh I, it's always the the guy with the the name tiggle biddies that comes in and uh and it's going to be negative uh about uh about something um so r- running down these uh highest exposures here for you james uh yeah tons of howell dotson stacks um let's see here yeah, definitely a huge prayer circle for JSN. Um, David says, and again, 52% how will be a free roll when you bank all the money playing him in week one DFS against the Cardinals. That is for sure. That is definitely for sure. Yeah, this, so this is actually a really good point from Zach. Zachary it says, being wrong on Harris, Damian Harris, wouldn't bury you anyway. And that's actually, you know, Dobbins, Dobbins and Dotson were like all, f- kind of fringe in terms of this thing, but this is actually something I have taken away from some mistakes, frankly, that I made in the last couple of years where I was taking some of my biggest stands were like these early round guys or like an early round quarterback, right? Trey Lance, an early round tight end, Kyle Pitts, an early round wide receiver, Gabe Davis. And like Gabe was fine, but right, not amazing. Most of my stands were like lots of these early sexy breakout guys. And I do have a bunch of JSN, but like, you know, you see, it's like the backup running backs, double digit round picks. Sam Howell was going in the 17th, 18th round for most of most of best Mania, right? Damian Harris is a double digit round pick. Rashad Penny is a double digit round pick. Jalen Warren, right? Uh, now nah, big stand on Mark Andrews, but Ty J, right? Eli Mitchell. Like all these guys that are Desmond Ritter, Tyler Algier, Kendra Miller, AJ Dillon, right? Like you sense a theme, Rashid Shahid, like all, all like 80 to 90% or something like that of my guys that are the highest owned are the cheaper guys 
because a, I think them being mispriced is something that's more valuable and more tangible that I can act on. And B, even if I'm wrong, right. If I'm wrong and 11th round Damian Harris is not the guy you need. I got 75 other teams. Like a, I can win with don't not have like not every player on every roster. Like, Pat Corain won with the one of the worst quarter the like the second worst quarterback pick besides Trey Lance in Tom Brady. He was horrid, right? DJ Moore fine, like Chris Godwin fine, like all these guys were fine on his team. But you don't need everybody to be a complete and utter smash. And if you whiff, like whiff at a cheap price, right? If I whiff on how I am going to have seventy five other teams, you know, whatever seventy two other teams that I can totally get by on. Or I'll have Howell paired, what you'll see on lots of Howell teams, right? He's with Lamar. He's with Joe Burrow. He's with Patrick Mahomes. Or he's with Jordan Love and Desmond Ritter. It's like, okay, my 17th round quarterback didn't hit. So what? I still got two other late round quarterbacks on this team, or I still got Lamar Jackson on this team. Like, that's kind of how I approached it. Um, So I'm glad you brought that up because that's, that's really what drove a lot of my super heavy exposure on top of the fact, and I promise we'll get to the draft in a minute, <laughs> on top of the fact that this payout structure is really, really top heavy, dude. So it's a ma- – I wrote about this. You can go back and find it on spikeweek.com. I wrote about, like, what does this new structure of Best Ball Mania mean uh, back in May? And it actually led to – so, like, my exposures are not as drastic in, like, the puppies, uh, stuff like that. I wanted to – if I get it, you know, the getting fewer things right, I wanted to extrapolate that onto a handful of different players a little bit more heavily in BBM because, uh, you know, a very small percentage of people get paid out in the regular season, a very small percentage get a bunch of money in the regular season. So if I hit on a couple of these guys, I might have a shot in the regular season. I, di- I wasn't drafting for the regular season, but it certainly doesn't hurt on the playoff side, right? It's really, really top heavy. Like, not only do you need to, make the finals, which is already like an impossible task, one in every eight to 10 years. I need, you need to get there. You need to win it. So like I wanted to bring down the amount of things I, I needed to get right on like some of the mid to late round guys who I thought were huge edges Um, in some different structures and different tournament formats. I'm not doing that quite as heavily, but I wanted to do it in best ball mania. Um, Let's see here. Amen to that. As Jesse says, hit that like button. Um, and see, this is uh, we talked about this a little bit in the in the, the Discord today, and I talked about it on uh, well, we recorded yesterday. The video dropped today on the latest legendary sickos with myself, Pat Crane, Davis Maddock, and Jacob Sanderson. Where, like, this is this is the I'm not saying you, David, or whatever. Um, we've like this has been the thing we've talked about with rookies where everybody just every rookie is like, well, I'm not, I don't care about him for the early season. He's a late season bet. It's like, yeah, generally speaking, the rookies get better, but like, let's not treat the 17th round wide receiver that we're drafting, you know, whatever. Let's not treat Jaden Reed the same way as we treat Jackson Smith and Jigba, right? You wouldn't have treated, I know Amon Ra came on, right? But you wouldn't trade, you wouldn't treat Amon Ra St. Brown, fourth round wide receiver, the same as a generational prospect in Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase went in the fifth round. Guess, you know what happens when you're just really good like Jamar Chase? You're it, Week one, week three, week four, you're good. You're just good. 
right? And that would, to me, was part of the JSN bet. Yes, it's kind of a free roll because ultimately what I really care about is that he's going to ascend over the course of the season. But like superstar players are superstar players. Jamar Chase went five for 100 and a touchdown in his first week. He scored four touchdowns in the first three games of his NFL career. Jamar Chase did, right? Like these guys are just, if you're good, you're good. And like, I I think that gets lost sometimes in the rookie thing where like we extrapolate, it's kind of like the rookie tight end narrative right? Everybody's and Kyle Pitts did suck. Right. But like, you can't treat Kyle Pitts the same as Luke Musgrave. They're different profiles and different types, you know, so I don't want to treat Jackson. The Jackson Smith and Jigba is much more similar to Jamar chase and Jaden Reed or, you know, uh, Jalen Hyatt or these guys are much more similar to in what you're hoping for to Amon Ross St. Brown types, if that makes sense. Um, how does Tutu get there without Stafford? I don't get the Stafford fate, especially since I'm sure you were smashing cup too. Uh, I mean, Tutu can catch a long touchdown and be helpful in the last round with cup with Stafford, not doing anything. Um, quarterbacks are the least important part of, of really a fantasy, uh, but like of a stack or, or whatever, uh, Matthew Stafford can just distribute the ball, you know, hit a big play to Tutu Atwell as an 18th round pick. And, that's great for Tutu, but it doesn't mean that Stafford's doing anything. Um, there's also a lot of inherent risk in Matthew Stafford's profile at his age with his injury history. And I actually wasn't really that interested. I, I drafted Kyron Williams. I drafted Tutu Atwell and I drafted Cooper cup. And that was about it. And um, it, it, immobile old quarterbacks on probably bad offenses. It's not really my bag. Not really the way I, uh, I uh, and I definitely enjoy the 18th round two to bring back a little like Jalen that you can do. You could do so much fun stuff in the back of uh, the back of drafts. Uh, uh, 10 minutes says which tool is this? This is this, our spike week tool, which is a link in the description to uh, get access to this. But this is draft IQ. So this is the exposure page on draft IQ. I really like the exposure page because it kind of summarizes uh everything um sorry i'm just trying to catch up where you no no one's mad you're the one in here mad i I don't give a shit i I was drafting sam howell before monday night football i specifically talked about that you're in here uh in here like doom scrolling coming to watch videos and be talk about being mad jesus um are you worried about devin a chain a little yeah i was worried about a chain before uh i was drafting a chain, obviously, I like to draft the high, you know, kind of high upside rookies. He's a big play type guy, and I draft tons of Ravens. So naturally, that will lead you to someone like A chain. But I was pretty worried anyway. I, I mean, really small running back um, is a tough bet, like in general. And at that price, it was a little bit of a tough bet. And in the fact that, you know, I never really thought that they would bring somebody in like a Dalvin Cook, given the fact that they got four other veterans on the roster, uh, including Miles Gaskin and Savan Ahmed. But it, it was always kind of a tricky deal, you know, with Mostert and Jeff Wilson. The it it was very very murky, and now with the injury, it is it is. You talk about a late season bet. I think A Chain has now become that late season. You know, you you're not worried about Devin A Chain in Week One, let's just say. Now, um, let's see. 
Cobra Kai. I'm over 50% Sam Howell, but he is worth normally two other people or at least one. Uh, reiterate what you're trying to say there. I like this. My highest exposure players, round 18, Keontae Ingram. If I miss, who cares? I, I like that one. I like that one a lot. I've been doing that with Kyron Williams. Um, and I wish I had kind of, you know, I wish we got that information earlier. I actually don't know how much Kyron I have. Uh, well, that, that is not how you spell Kyron. Let's check out Kyron Williams. So 12% Kyron. Going to have a lot more Kyron on DraftKings. But got to 12% Kyron after we learned um you know he's definitely the backup and like he's not even he's a part of the offense i think not even just like the backup i think he's going to get to play in uh in week one shout out damani uh in a bbm together last night yeah i wanted to get to 149 last night so i could do this show today yeah this is how i like to play the game al says win or lose heavy exposure on your favorite guys is dope that's how i feel um i know other people don't necessarily feel that way but especially in like super top heavy tournaments, that's how I like to play. Um, and I'm willing to go down either way. It's it's I'm willing for all this to go to zero, right? I'm willing for every Sam Howell team to go to zero. It's totally fine. Uh, I'm 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 playing you know, of course to make money. The goal is to make money, but this isn't like you know I don't need this money to live. I'm not doing anything you know outside of my means or bankroll management. Blah blah blah. You guys get all that. And so I like to take some stands on guys who I think are mispriced or I think can win me tournaments. And um, like I said, that's how I like to, uh, to play. <laughs> but do rookies know ball? Uh, uh, that's a great question. Um, yeah, agree. Zach says, while I have a lot of JSN, I really just want to see him play. So hopefully he recovers quickly. I, I, t- I totally agree. I just, every time he's out there in the preseason, he's just dominating and uh, and not, you know, we, we don't really care that much about the preseason, but it certainly gets you excited. And now I just want to see him, uh, see him out there. Uh, this, uh, this is, <laughs> this, this, this is going to happen now that I have no Stafford and shit on him. Uh, agree with this. Uh, this is definitely fun looking at the, I'm not going to pull up the ADP value here. We'll have some future shows on some exposure and stuff that Rob and I'll go through. Uh, and we'll dig into some of that and look at how, how terrible I got my money in on Damian Harris, but how good I got my money in good on Sam. Howell. I got my money in horrible on Damian Harris and Rashad Penny. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's, it, it's, it's, uh, can be really fun to look at the ADP value stuff and really tilting to look at the ADP value stuff. Um, let's see. Oh, okay. Good question. Good final question. And then I promise we will hop into the draft. I got to, uh, I got to. Uh... Oh, okay. So it's a, uh, you know, it'll, it won't show the name if you have zero. So I do have Najee, two teams, two Najee. Oh God damn, he's. I mean, at least it's correlated with JSN. Maybe Najee was the guy. Najee's the late season play, apparently. Uh, Sam Howell, Rashid Shahid, Rashad Penny, and JSN all on the Najee Harris teams. There you go. CJ Stroud, Jared, woof, woof. Clearly all like late round. Yeah. Both, both late round quarterback, both elite tight end teams with Najee. Mark Andrews on one. Who's the other tight end? 
Kittle on the other. Oh, I did, oh sir, no 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 sir. I did not forget about Terry McLaurin. We did not forget about Scary Terry, I assure you. We went ham on Washington, baby. We are Washington football team. I will never call them the commanders. We are Washington football team stands around here. Um, I've been drafting uh, a lot of Elijah Moore on DraftKings, so I actually don't know how much I have. See? Didn't forget about Elijah Moore either. We got you. We got you, Blur. We got you. All right. Let's do this last draft, huh? pop in i'm i'm getting in there i'm clicking the enter button right now as we speak only need three thank god not going to get all of you uh sickos in here with me full uh, so this is actually a very good question uh, also 102 getting jamar chase on my last team just to put one last needle into the side of rob coakley it's glorious. That's how you know it's going to be a good season. It's funny you asked this. So um, I think I talked about this a little bit with Washington tight ends. One of my takes, so a couple things. I think we all have probably uh, understood at this point in the, the summer that a lot of people have been talking about the late round tight ends being a potential edge, drafting late round tight ends, t- tight end teams. The fact that the late round tight ends just legit like project better than the other positions. Right. Like we were, we've talked about Hunter Henry a lot. And, you know, Luke Musgrave used to go in the last round and like full time running every route, like getting real target tight ends and like some of them very good players going in the last round of drafts. So that macro thing has, I've definitely been doing that like elite tight end or late round tight end and really foregoing a lot of the middle ground. But what I, what also an edge, uh, which I was just thinking, I almost, if the one-on-one would have taken Jamar Chase, it would have been totally fine, but it really would have ruined uh, the bit I was trying to uh, I was trying to uh, uh, play there. So anyway, on the Washington tight end thing, obviously Washington to me is just an edge. Like it actually doesn't have that much to do with Sam Howell. He happens to fit the archetype of a quarterback I want to draft, especially in the late rounds. Right, runs, kind of a gunslinger. He's very talented. We'll see if he's ever if he's actually good. <laughs> Who knows? But right when you run when you run like that, you have good weapons, etc. That's the kind of guy I want to draft. They also right have good weapons at good prices to draft. But their tight end was going completely undrafted, whoever it was. And early in the early in the the summer, I was drafting Logan Thomas, and uh, like way more than the field was for sure. Uh, I'll actually look it up right now while. We just got the board up. I can look it up for you in BBM. So like in, uh, in BBM, I drafted Logan Thomas six times. And that was like a lot early when I was, I was mixing him in to my late round tight end mix. And I jammed, uh, I've been jamming Cole Turner for the last month <laughs> and I have 16% Cole Turner. So, uh, you know, a quarter of my teams have a Washington tight end. And that was another thing where, you have this late round tight end um, macro view that I think is really advantageous this year. And then the Washington tight end, it's kind of like, it was almost like Howell where if we knew who the guy was, they would be getting drafted for sure. There's really not that much like Terry and Dotson are good players. Obviously I draft a lot of them. Curtis Samuel's fine, but like, Hey, none of those guys are like big red zone guys. 
And it's not like that much target competition. Like this isn't like playing in Miami with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle or Cincy with Jamar Chase and um, uh, T. Higgins. And then you get, you know, if you really want a tight end narrative, right, there's all the narrative going around about Eric B. Enemy's offense, you know, really features the tight end. We'll see about that. But um, I just wanted to be in on whoever was the, the tight end. I think I pissed away six teams with Logan Thomas, or I might have pissed away <laughs> uh, 20 teams with, with Cole Turner. We'll see. But I wanted to get on that, that situation. I think right now I'm pretty confident it's Cole Turner. Uh, Logan Thomas is still hurt, got, has been hurt multiple times in this offseason already. And Cole Turner has balled out in, in camp. And the big thing that's been really nice about him uh, that has me on him is the blocking. Uh, and I, that's a lot of the times what gets overlooked, right? Like in order to play, especially every snap at tight end, you need to be able to you know catch the ball, get open. That's great. But you got to be able to block. You got to be trusted in the run game to help the team in the run game. And Cole Turner has been blocking like a madman in the preseason, uh, which I think is going to really help him, you know, kind of take this job over from a pretty dusty Logan Thomas. So anyway, that's a long winded way of, of uh, saying I'm on uh, Cole Turner. Definitely going to do some weekly winner streams. I think next week, um, at least on underdog it, that's where, I'll be, you know, focusing my attention. We'll definitely be focusing most of our attention, however, on drafters and DraftKings because I still have a a lot of drafts to do there. All right, Jamar Chase. Do I? I, have, I only have seven percent Jamar Chase. Yeah, seven percent Olave and Chase. So I'm pretty sure I have to take Olave here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so for anyone first time watching with the draft hacker, sorry. Let me zoom. A little bit so i have i know it's a little hard to read with the red it's really easy for me to read it but it's a little bit tougher on the stream i get it but so i have five different data points outside of the playoff schedule obviously you see the week 15 16 and 17 playoff schedule on here um i'm gonna take uh yeah i'm, I'm gonna take dk excuse me um but i have my my exposure in this tournament is your first number my exposure overall in all of the tournaments um and then my th my third number is my exposure with my first quarterback so obviously i haven't drafted a quarterback so that's going to show zero for everybody then my exposure to that player with my first round pick so in this what does my exposure look like for this player on jamar chase teams and then my exposure in the, this fifth number with my second round pick. So in this instance, Chris Olave, right? So I can see, like clearly you see 10% Mahomes with Chase, 0% Mahomes with Olave. You know, Metcalf, same thing. I, I didn't actually have any Metcalf and Olave in 149 teams. So um, we, went, we went that route. Plus you guys know me with my, uh, with my uh, wide receiver love. Uh, let me get the board back up here. Three to four weeks. Shit. Well, we got 16 days until the season starts. Yeah. Nerd Rage says, watch Antonio Gibson become the Washington Debo. Hey, he, I mean, Brian Robinson looked fine, too, last night. The running back usage was good. The, the, uh, the, the willingness slash ability for how to check the ball down was really promising. Like, a lot of times, that's the mistake, right? Watch Zach Wilson. He his 
I mean, he sucks, but you also watch the bad quarterbacks and they, they can't go through their progressions and then just hit the check down. Right. That's why, like, why was, why is Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady so good? A lot of different reasons, but they're so good at going through their reads. And when it's not there, they're still going to make positive plays happen. Right. Check it down to the running back. Let him get three or four and move on to the next play. Don't force it. Don't take sack. That's like wildly important. Um, Light of truth. Congrats on 150. Love hearing you talk about best ball. Very insightful. I appreciate you. Thank you for joining me for, for number 150 here. <laughs> Plus, now that you took DK, it opens the door for that sweet, sweet Najee Week 17 correlation. That is, that is very good. Um, Cobra Kai said, I've been doing some Durham Smythe lately, a full faded Tyree kill. Oh my gosh, you are a madman. But if Tua goes down, plus the off-the-field incident a few months back, it just scared me. Yeah, and look, I I, I personally uh, was not at all fading uh, Tyreek Hill. Let me see what, how much Tyreek I have, actually. We got 11%, so I got a little overweight on Tyreek. Let's compare him to Cup. 13% cup. The big thing that's, that definitely happened is I don't have much McCaffrey or Kelsey. 5% CMC and 5% Kelsey. So take away a few percentage points from each of those guys and hand it over to Tyreek and Cup, and that's where you see uh, that came from. But yeah, I mean, you can't, it's tough to you know predict concussions. It feels scary. With Tua and Tyreek getting into trouble all the time certainly doesn't feel good. But uh, you, get, you know, you no risk it, no biscuit in these. But also, uh, I told, I really, honestly get if anybody that has a personal opinion to to fade anyone, like as long as you understand, that's the thing that gets lost in best ball sometimes. Like as long as you understand the full picture about every player and you're like willing to accept like the fact that there's clearly a way that Tyreek Hill burns you, but you would rather go somewhere else with your money. Like dude, fucking spend your money how you want draft who you want to draft. Like as long as you understand, like if you don't understand why people are drafting Tyreek Hill and you're fading him that way, I think you're probably a fool. If you, if you acknowledge all this, right? Like there are, like I acknowledge there's ways for Najee Harris to bury me. I totally acknowledge that. And most players that even want, right? Matthew Stafford, we talked about before. Could we get to week 17 and he throws for 350 and four against the Giants? Absolutely. I could get buried. Ooh, see, nah, son of a. <laughs> you know what? We are going to smooth out the exposures in the last draft. We're going to take Nuke. Don't have like, don't have him with these guys. Got a little, little week 16 correlation for funsies there. Um, yeah. <laughs> How long will Najee sit at the top of the, at the top? So here's the question. Do I take McCorn? Do I take Hawk? Maybe would be. I'm thinking now I'm sitting here thinking out. Um, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to do Hawk actually. I don't do a lot of Hawk, but uh, Jalen Warren, I agree with you. It makes it move. Uh, Berg says I'm fading digs. seems to be in the decline. I love Tyreek. 
video made it seem like <laughs> I know you didn't mean it this way, but when you read the video made it seem like battery was no big deal. When you read that out loud, it sounds funny. Like, well, battery is a pretty big deal, but uh, agree with you that uh, it didn't. Uh, uh, I, I think it's going to be, okay. I mean, Tyreek is a piece of shit. Let's get that out of the way. But in terms of him helping us in fantasy, I think it's going to be just, just, <laughs> it was just, it was just good old fashioned battery. I don't see, you know, the video made it seem fine, right? Just battery, just a salt and battery. I don't see what you're worried about. I mean, shit, the NFL ain't worried about it. Joe Mixon and all these guys still get to keep playing. Have a $10 same game parlay and you're fucking gone for six games. Smoke a J and you're gone for, you know, a year. But uh, don't, you know, don't do those. But you want to beat somebody up? What was what were they doing like deep sea fishing, Tyreek? Like the 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 captain of the boat on your deep sea fishing trip is you know not driving to the right part of the ocean for you. God, knock that dude the fuck out by all means. No suspension. Who cares? You know, harm your pregnant wife or whatever it was that he did before child. I don't remember. You know, Joe Mixon beat the shit out of whoever the hell you want. We're not going to suspend you. But that ten dollars same game parlay, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, Tyreek is always a suspension risk. I agree. Uh, yeah, you're right. I full faded Alexander Madison. He screams Falcons Mike Davis to me. I'm on the Ty Chandler train. Yeah, um, Madison was a guy who I would I was like sort of indifferent to as the cost never like got out of hand. Um, I kind of thought he'd get real expensive, like kind of in the Najee, you know, early fourth or something like that, that people loved him, right? You get the projectable volume without Dalvin. He just uh, never never got to that point. So the way I draft, right, I, you get to the sixth round, and a lot of the times you don't have a running back yet. Um, so he started he started to be appealing on, some cer- on certain teams for me. Uh, how much Tony Pollard? One second. Probably not as much as I thought I would have had this year. A 13, 13%. Yeah, this is a great point. That That's another thing is like uh, at the very beginning of the season, I certainly should have drafted more Madison and I didn't, honestly. Um, so, you know, sometimes when you miss the boat, you just move on. Uh, I remember back on draft for anybody that played on draft years ago, uh, speaking of Tyreek and uh, suspension risk, this it was that summer that we were worried about him getting suspended, like, like majorly suspended, like ten games or like the whole season or like a big, big, big suspension issue was in play for Tyreek Hill, and he got two games or none. Was it none? I think he got none, if I recall. What in 2019 or whatever that was? Um, you guys can correct me. I, I'm I'm not remembering exactly, but he was going in like that. He he went as late as like the tenth round for a stretch on draft and i literally the, the very first article i ever wrote we got at rotogrinders we were doing some draft content and uh, i got to i got to do some of that and the very first article i wrote was like what do you do with tyree kill basically and it was not the same thing as madison but it was like look if you weren't drafting him in the 10th round he, he ended up going in the second round back then so he went from the 10th round to the second round on draft it's like if you weren't drafting him in the 10th and now he's going in the second like I know it sucks, but tough shit. You're fading Tyree Kill. Like, 
Like it's just, it, it's hard for any individual guy to be the guy you need. And you don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go to battle with my guy. You know, I paid a second round price and a bunch of got half the field has him as a 10th in the 10th round, especially when it's someone like Tyree kill. So you just fade him and move on. Like if Alexander Madison is the guy you need, so what? We come back and play again next year. We got playoff best ball in in a, in a few months. We got NBA. We got MLB. It'll be all right, you know. Yeah, none. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah, it was might have been even deeper than you could probably still. I could probably still Google uh, whatever uh, uh, thing about uh, about Tyree Kill. God damn it. Really wanted Dobbins there, you sons of bitches. And I really could have used Dobbins uh, on this team. That is very unfortunate. I knew Nez was going to take JSN. I knew, I absolutely knew that that was going to happen. So I'm going to, oh, God. I'll set up. I'll I'll take Addison. We'll set up for the situation in which Justin Jefferson fails. Not even not necessarily over the course of the season, but uh, over the course of uh, you know, get to week seventeen. Bring me bring me Addison and Hawk to week seventeen, and Jefferson gets shut down. That sounds pretty good. Certainly funny that we've made it to draft number 150, and I am not going to take any. I am taking Zay Flowers to uh, the point of whoever in the chat. Cobra Kai, I'm with you. I'm on Zay. Very much on on Zay Flowers. Uh, Who is my highest own running, my highest own wide receiver? I think Dotson passed Bateman. One second. Uh, you can also go back toward the beginning. I walked through all all kind of of my top exposures. Yeah, so Dotson, uh, Dotson got past Rashad Bateman as my highest. Oh, those are my two highest-owned wide receivers, followed up by JSN. <clears throat> and then my highest-owned running back is Damian Harris, J.K. Dobbins, and Rashad Penny. Uh, so it's a little mixed bag. <laughs> mixed bag on how that has uh, how that has turned out. Yeah, Zay, Zay looks good, man. Zay looks good. Let's hope. Do you think anyone becomes a full-time best ball content creator in the next year? Basketball and NHL start on nine, eight in earnest and then MLB and PGA. Um, well, I am <laughs> technically, uh, but we obviously, uh, it's not like we're just making money off of content. It's not actually our main core business, but yeah, I've been a full-time best ball content creator for a couple years now. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you get passing up a healthy Najee trying for a banged up Dobbins. Yeah, you get sniped on Dobbins and JSN, literally my two favorite players to draft and you know, in this range uh, in my last draft, and they go right in front of me, all because I've slandered uh, Najee Harris to death. Speaking of NBA, doesn't the season start in October? Where is DK? Oh, yeah, I don't know where DK NBA best ball is. I try not to guess what DraftKings got going on over there. It's like the gif of the the monkeys like smoking cigarettes or whatever, like typing away. I feel like that's how their best ball product uh, you know, kind of gets created. That being said, 
made a lot of really good improvements. Uh, still a long way to go on the old DK best ball product, but uh, they made some they made some good improvements. <laughs> Nerd Ray says, last year you sniped Trey Lance for me when I had Debo. Thank you. You are welcome. I'm sure I sniped Trey Lance from plenty of people that they were mad at the time. And uh, looking back, no one ever comes back and says, thank you for drafting that really shitty fucking player. Uh, you know, when I was going to draft him, right? Nobody's going to be coming back and saying, thank you for taking all of this, you know, Damian Harris when he's the third string running back on. I wanted him too. nobody thanks you for that. Um, well, no, I mean, I run, I, I, it's hard to explain. I have a weird job. <laughs> I do still do, do still do, uh, DFS. Uh, I'm a salaried employee, so I don't get a 10, uh, uh, but in terms of 1099 from, uh, I mean, got 1099 from underdog and DraftKings and drafters and whatever. Um, but yeah, I do still obviously DFS sports betting, best ball kind of do it all but my number one main job is i'm 100 all in spike week and all in best ball <laughs> real real yeah um yeah i this it's funny you say this cobra kai says i did not think purdy would be ready week one um I, months ago i did not either um i thought like in the big board i drafted a bunch of trey lance we burned those burn those teams uh, because I didn't think like, I mean, it's a pretty serious deal to blow out your elbow <laughs> for a quarterback. And at that time we didn't have like, it was like hopeful reports, but it wasn't like, there was nothing about like, Oh yeah. Purdy will for sure be back uh, back then. It was like, Oh, we'll, we'll see. They're hoping he can get back by week one, but there was not like, that much positivity. Uh, um, well, I'm misunderstood. Oh, 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 got, gotcha, 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 gotcha. I see what you're saying. Sorry, uh, too many comments. I'm trying to keep uh, my 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 thoughts straight. Um, how much do you have of the dead players? Oh, good one. Good question. Uh, Tim Patrick, uh, we got lucky on one one Tim Patrick team. Uh, oh damn! Burned a there's one that's one of my Dobbins. We burned burned a Bijan Dobbins team with Mac Jones <laughs> and who's the other quarterback last night? What am I missing? Oh Russ. Yeah, I think we'll be all right without that one. Um, Gage. I was drafting Gage early. So I probably have a handful. No, one. <laughs> I was I was sprinkling in some uh, some gauge early. Okay, time to. We're really buying the top on some of these guys, but God damn, Nez is scooping all the uh, all the guys, all the fallers, and the guys at the end of these tiers. JSN Bateman, love it. All right, time to actually get some running backs, I guess. Let me see here. What number is my pick next? I've been getting sniped like a mother on quarterbacks, so I'm a, a 
a little gun shy, but I got to take AJ Dillon to go with my Vikings here. As you obviously see, uh, again, for anybody that hasn't used the draft hacker, when you have a correlation uh, lineup there, uh, you can pick the colors. Uh, I use I use green and uh, a green for uh, same team and orange for opposite team correlations. But I'm pretty I'm pretty into AJ Dillon. I wonder how much AJ Dillon I have. I should really know these things, by the way. Like not every single player, but uh, I should really know. Yeah. Drafted AJ Dillon 28 times. You can definitely see, you can definitely see um, my structure in my exposures. Uh, it shines through pretty clearly. Uh, good question, Bullock. I uh, I do. I really enjoy MLB DFS. I will actually be in Philadelphia this weekend for the FanDuel MLB Live Final, which is on Sunday. Um, but I'll get to, if anybody's in Philly, I'll be in Philly from Friday to Monday this coming weekend uh, for the live final for MLB DFS. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Dustin. Last one. Uh, positive thing about this is I'm definitely I'm definitely sad. It's my last BBM. But we have so many tournaments to draft for now. I got so many drafts to do over the... 16 days, and then you look at how many more drafts you have to do. It is fucking daunting. <laughs> so I am, it is a little bittersweet, but also the crying inside is partially because I look at how many drafts I have to do in 16 days. And it's a lot, way too many. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Nez can see the players like, yeah. That is a good point. Drafting next to you guys and drafting obviously next to Nez. I know Nez, he's, he knows what he's doing. Like drafting next to sharp people and you just told them all the players you like to draft. is <laughs> probably should have done the exposure review after the draft was over instead of being like, hmm, the top two players by ADP are JSN and JK Dobbins. And those are two of my six highest owned players. Wonder who Eric's going to fucking take. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's, let's see. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. David, uh, wanted to see what, wanted to see how it worked out. We'll see. I felt like this to the, to the JSN and Dobbins point. Um, you also generally feel like you can trust a room like this to not screw up what you're doing at quarterback a little bit. Um, thank you. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Uh, what Chiefs wide receiver do you think has the highest upside if Kelsey gets injured? Ooh. Well, Tony has the highest upside. But it's the probably the thinnest bet because the dude literally can never be on the field. But if he if there's no Kelsey, I think you have to do something with the guys who you can a manufacture touches for like Tony and can do some of the short area stuff, right. And stuff after the catch, like MVS ain't doing any of that stuff that Kelsey and Tony do. Um, I'm not sure Rashi rice is either. I think it's Richie James. If we throw away Tony, I it's Richie James slash sky. 
I'm still not bought into Sky. I really don't draft Sky very much. I take him a little more on DraftKings because he's cheaper and full point PPR. I'm pretty big on Richie James. Um, I think it's, I think it's very possible he's their best wide receiver. Like way more possible than the market seems to think. Uh, will he? I don't know. I think the most likely scenario is probably that Richie James just plays a little bit in each game. Maybe needs Sky to get hurt because he's also mostly just a slot receiver. But I think you know. I don't. I don't. I don't think like this. Noah Gray isn't Isaiah likely. Where they probably just right. If something happens to Andrews, likely just takes that job. He's worse at it, but he's fine. He just becomes the new Mark Andrews. I don't think Noah Gray is that for Travis Kelsey, right? So I think that they would change some things around. You'd get more Richie James. You'd get more Sky. You might get more Rice. You need a little bit more juice when you don't have Travis Kelsey. So I'm going to say Richie James. I'm going to say Richie James. This is definitely true. Burgas, are you maxing the drafters $20? I'm trying but I got a lot to do. I'm actually going to be hammering a bunch of slow drafts on drafters, which I'm not excited about, but um, we're going to try. We're going to see what we can do. Uh, uh, Y dad says, I wonder who thought 150 was the holy number for max entries. Every single platform followed suit. It's a uh, legal. It's a uh, from when, when uh, the legalization of DFS happened, uh, part of that, what you in DFS, you used to be able to play more than 150 entries, uh, and they limited it down as a part of the of uh, the regulation on the industry. Yep, I agree. Ned says I really thought Richie James was good, but I'm respecting the market. Uh, I actually started to, so I was drafting Richie James at the beginning of the summer because I was pretty certain he was good. I don't know if that's true or not, but that was my take, and. Uh, And then uh, the market absolutely disagree with me. And frankly, he's not really running with the ones uh, right now, but I'm, I've kind of gone back to trusting myself a little bit. All right. I'm actually taking Gino and we'll talk about this. Uh, we got a nice long break after this next pick. I'm not going to take Kirk cousins. I know that I have Addison and TJ Hawkinson uh, and he goes to the Justin Jefferson drafter. I wanted to, I, I almost wanted to give it. So there's a, a couple reasons uh, for not taking Kirk Cousins for me. I don't think that, like, I'm not saying you cannot take him to be, to be totally clear, but I do think, uh, damn, is Jalen, when is Jalen Warren going now? God damn, 115. I say that, and I'm going to tank, tank, I think. What's tight end looking like? No. Wide receiver. And don't even have any, like, correlations, I guess. Rice, but no, I'm going to take tank. <clears throat> so, A, it didn't end up mattering because uh, Cousins didn't get back to me, but that's also partially why I um, – pushed him was so two twofold one i'm obviously drafting next to the justin jefferson drafter right mvp had the 101 got justin jefferson so um i'm i'm not like trying to tank his team giving him kirk cousins with justin jefferson not taking anybody's team but i don't have justin jefferson addison and hawkinson can both be good with justin jefferson but they're like 
their big wins are if something happens to Justin Jefferson, right? So they increase target share or Justin Jefferson's bad in a, like a given week, right? If Justin Jefferson is dominating, it's not that the, it's not that those guys can't get there, but it certainly is not helpful, <laughs> uh, you know, in terms of them getting a bunch of yards and scoring a bunch of touchdowns. If Justin Jefferson is, is stealing them. And so when maybe the best path for those two players something really bad happens to the the best player on the team that is actually really bad for the quarterback, right? I don't want Jefferson to suck because yes, technically Kirk cousins can throw for three fifty and four if Jefferson doesn't do anything, but you want to start talking about thin bets. That's a, that's a pretty tough outcome to ask. I know that those two other guys are very good, but it's just like when you're, you're, uh, Breaking ties, um, I think I have Geno ranked ahead of Kirk Cousins. Anyway, he does run a little bit. I'm very in on the Seahawks. And then I need a – I mean, Tank is my RB3. <laughs> so, like, I need running backs real bad. We're in the range where I want to be taking running backs. I'm getting a quarterback here in in Geno, and I know that the 101 – or I think I know that the 101 is going to take Cousins because he has Jefferson. So it's like, okay, I'm probably going to get my pick of running back Give me Gino. If Cousins falls back, I can think about it, right? I could I could double tap quarterback here, but you know, just like thinking all that through, and I I I rant about that right now because I've had that happen. Like like I've had Addison and Hawkinson teams where Gino and where I have Metcalf or JSN, and and it's also a zero RB team like this where I need running backs, and I've done those mental gymnastics before. So I thought it was funny that it came up on the very last stream of the entire year. Thank you, Bernie. Definitely going to have to fire up some slows if there's no, I forgot that there's no drafters in Pennsylvania. Those Pennsylvania uh, fees for operators are insane. Yeah. Not a Cousins guy, not a Stafford guy. Um, Yeah. Those are not my guy. Last year, I didn't take Stafford. Uh, I don't, I haven't taken Aaron Rodgers the last couple of years. Tom Brady. Didn't take Tom Brady at all last year. You know, those are just, that's not my, not my cup of tea. Yeah, I agree with this. Imagine being a running back and not being named Tank. If I actually wanted my, my kids to uh, play running back, which I don't, my kids will not play, be playing running back. But uh, if I wanted my children to play running back, they would be named Tank for sure. Now we're talking. Hal Turner. Um, I got a couple other things. We got a couple. We, we got some other stuff in the back pocket. Yeah. Start talking about the shitty old pocket passers. Dogs are not fans. No, this team's set up for some other good stuff, though. Olave, you know, so I don't know if the car's still available, but uh, Olave's got car and there's some Saints stuff you can do later. Um, Nuke has Tannehill later. And then, um, you know, there's a some potential correlations as backdoor quarterbacks. I really don't like taking Bryce Young in any of those options, but technically available to me with, with Tank there and, uh, you know, something really funky with Ritter and Mac Hollins or something is available to go with Cleo Herbert. You know, so we got, we got options. 
I do like this one. I I I, I do. Jawan is balling out of control, man. Uh, in in camp and in the preseason, uh, I'm trying not to be influenced by that, but it's certainly a little difficult. Uh, and I also because. Oh, Guys, I'm trying to I'm trying to smooth out the Damian Harris exposure here. We're trying not to. Damian Harris, it is. Let's ride. Come on, guys. Why do you make me do these things? Now, Algier, I gotta let me think about this. Yeah, I, w- I think this needs to be most dirt to go with Zay because I don't I don't I don't want Herbert Algier. I'm not a I don't love the uh, I don't love the running back running back correlation. Yeah, I I like Algier there a lot. I probably have more Algier than most dirt, um, and I know most dirt has risen, but it's the we're in the 140s. I don't care. Yeah, I, li- I like Jeff Wilson later as well. He's also hurt right now. Um, I like Jeff Wilson later too. I- I'm I'm like between Jeff Wilson and Mostert. I-, I I don't really care too much. I like both basically is what I'm saying. And I'm going to draft both in my next 16 days of drafts. I like both of them a lot. Um, but yeah, it was just this. They're both correlated. And I need a running back, and I I do I do like Carr here, but um, I don't want to. Where the the cliff is going to drop off for me at running back, and I'm in need. <laughs> Khalil Herbert's my RB one, right? AJ Dillon's my RB two. Like I, it, it's I like these teams. I like this like type of a running back room, but I need I kind of need to hit this tier. Um, a little bit, and uh, Jeff Wilson was definitely not coming back to me. Harbs, uh, literally sniping, literally sniping uh, Jeff Wilson away here. Yeah, definitely, definitely agree. The, the one nice thing about Mostert is you want to talk about the uh, so like Tank is playing for late season, right? Tank Bigsby is playing for as the season goes on. Mostert is playing for week one because he's going to be the goddamn starter in week one. Like he is, he's just going to, you know, he is going to help this team at running back week one. So like him and Khalil Herbert, like if, if this were a, you know, if this were an FFPC main event, a season long team, like we would, this would, this team would go to week one and I would be starting Raheem Mostert and Khalil Herbert at running back. And so he helps, he helps this team, you know, for the first month or whatever. Um, Hopefully he helps it all year but he certainly helps it uh, at the beginning when I'm pretty weak, <laughs> pretty, pretty weak. I mean, you hope for a Damian Harris touchdown or an AJ Dillon touchdown, right? Tank Bigsby touchdown. Um, and I, that's what I do like about all those guys is they have, a, uh, if tank really does get the goal line work from ETN and we know um, there's potential for Damian Harris or Latavius Murray to get the goal line work. And God knows AJ Dillon can get the goal line work. It's like, that texture is important too. Like, yes, they need an injury basically to become like a big time smash, but you can luck box some weeks from those kind of guys. Cause it's like 
40 yards and a, a goal line touchdown is 10 points. And like, if you're, if Jamar Chase, Chris Olave, DK Metcalf, Nuke, Hawkinson, right? If all those guys are doing their jobs, that's like all you need at the running back position. You'd like more, but we're just trying to advance. We ain't trying to set the world on fire here. Like probably not winning the regular season prize with this group of running backs. <laughs> like that would be pretty impressive, but probably not happening. Yep, I like this. Wait, what? There are 16 other games that Algier take with severe broken brain. No, I'm just breaking a t- Algier and Raheem Mostert. What's it like? We just outlined why RB uh, uh, RB is not correlated. Right, it's negatively correlated. So when I have Zay Flowers and Raheem, if Raheem Mostert and Tyler Algier are both being drafted at the same, right? The market has said that they're the same. I think that they're pretty similar. In fact, Raheem Mostert, as we outlined, has much more week one value. Tyler Algier needs Bijan to go down. If, uh, if, you know, let's say all else equal, these guys are close enough to the exact same bet. And one has this really nice positive correlation. And one has this negative correlation on it. Like I'm going to take the positive one. That's how we break ties. Ooh, we got a little quarterback run here. I was kind of wondering if Derek Carr might fall all the way back, but kind of figured not. That being said, I still might take Juwan and just make this a, hey, I don't think he likes Juwan. Or I think he wanted Carr to come back. One of the two. No, 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 no. I'm not leaving this draft without my guy. Ty J. We're not doing it. We're not leaving this draft without Ty J. That's my dude. Like him on this team as well. And now we can kind of figure out. I like Juwan. I like Kendra. Trying to see about any other stacks to set up. I'm not taking. I'm not going to take Hal here. I think 52% is okay. <laughs> I'm going to take Juwan, though. So here's the thing. Another thing that I like to do, like stacking without the quarterback, which is why I took, took Juwan, right? And especially stacking without a pocket passing quarterback. Like Derek Carr's not running, right? And so it's really hard for him to like put up a score at quarterback that, I'm like really tilted. I don't have. Right. And so I can get another stack somewhere else. Right. I can take Howell later. I can take Ritter later. I can take CJ Stroud or Mac Jones or Tannehill or what, whoever later. I'm not saying I don't want, like I just talked about, I, w- I would, I would have liked to have Derek Carr on this team. Like if I could have double tapped, you know, Carr Juwan there, it'd be pretty fun, but I'm, it, it's not the end of the world. If you lose out on the quarterback, who's just a point guard, right. Doesn't run. Doesn't does like Derek Carr ain't even going to ever take a QB sneak. Like that dude is just a point guard facilitating. So you're going to soak up all of his production through his weapons. So you can add that stack onto your team, especially the saints being one that I really, really like. I'm um, really excited about the saints this year. 
you can add that stack on. And now you actually just create more stacks on your team. Your stacks don't only have to be with the ones that are attached to your quarterback. You can do it in a multiple, you know, a multitude of different ways. And now I'll take a, a different one of these late round quarterbacks, you know? Um, no, I think Zach says, I'm not sure what the stats say, but I kind of like taking two running backs in unknown backfields like Chicago or Miami. Uh, also prefer it a smidge more in 20 rounds, but I like it with like Mostert and Wilson or A-Chain. You could like pair one of them with A-Chain. Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson, I think is totally fine. I actually prefer those than uh, like uh, uh, handcuffing guys. Not Not particularly interested in doing that when are you going to let the dog do a draft uh well the dog would not have drafted trey lance the dog would not have drafted kyle pitts last year um maybe i'll let them there's two of them i'll I'll let them i should have let them tag team the 150th draft 150th draft probably but um uh they clearly make it known when they don't like you know certain picks or things that we're talking about so they have strong takes they'd like me they would take big stands they would take big stands for sure. But I like I like this team. I like this team. Now, this is a take. L. Gooner. Justin Ross is basically young Julio Jones with Pat Mahomes. I I have some fun, wild, hot takes. That that's that's a take. That is certainly a take. If Julio Jones hadn't done anything for like six years and didn't have functioning legs, then that's probably probably pretty accurate. If Julio ever took a break from football for a half decade and uh, basically couldn't get medically cleared to play football and probably wasn't going to make the roster that he was on, uh, yeah, then yes. Mm-hmm. Pretty true. I mean, I took, I drafted 52% Sam Howell in this fucking tournament. How much spicier do we need to get? I'm not trying to get spicier. We led the show with this, with the spiciness. Look at Richie James, you fish. Talk up Richie James for two seconds. Boom, drafted. Oh, God. Michael Wilson. Who is who who is this? This is an awesome username. If you're watching, uh that's an incredible, incredible username. David, zip it. I wish we need sarcasm, uh we need sarcasm fonts for sure. And yes, I on a positive note. Um, who does this, who does he have? So he shouldn't be taking. So now I got to think this through. Do I really build out this saints thing with Shahid who I already have a bunch? Let's just take Tannehill first. I don't want to, I don't want to screw this up by trying to, to rush it. I know you could have pushed it. He wasn't going to take Tannehill. You could have just pushed it. Like, yeah, but what, I'm not getting anything out of that, and I, I've made that mistake too many times. So I really like Chuba. 
Gus Edwards actually makes sense on this team, which makes me sick. I'm trying to think about this. We're going to do Chuba. We're going to do Chuba. I think he's the best fit. A little week 16 and week 17 correlation. It is running back, running back correlation. So I'm literally being a fucking hypocrite. Um, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I have a... Uh, I have a uh, a take. Well, we're getting spicy. I'll we'll we'll get spicy with El Gunner. I'm not convinced that Justice Hill doesn't get in on that backup job with Gus. I'm not saying like Gus is never gonna get the ball and Justice is the backup, but I, I I'm not convinced that Gus is for sure the same Gus that we've seen in the past. There's a take, and that's why I was a little squeamish on Gus right there and why I decided to go for Chuba. I also just admittedly, I draft off ADP. As you see, I don't, up to, I don't put, I don't put rankings in here. I just draft off of, off of ADP. Um, and I have Chuba ranked quite a bit higher than Gus, but you also saw that in my exposure. Um, I have a lot more, a lot more Chuba. I'll keep all my fun. Well, let me think about who should, who, who is a fun, Okay, there's one for sure fun late round. So that we're gonna this is gonna be the tried and true two seven seven two team. <clears throat> we're gonna be drafting a, a wide receiver at the end here. Got a couple options. I don't have a Steeler. I don't have a Tampa Bay Buck to come back with Olave. Don't have a Texan. So those those are probably that's probably where I'm focusing. Huh, yeah, I, I I sprinkle I sprinkle a little smidgy of At Perry, not much, mostly on DraftKings twenty rounds. Again, the twenty rounds I love the twenty rounds to really have some damn fun in the nineteenth and twentieth. Frankly, the eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth. Uh, it's a lot more fun. <laughs> you are never going to, you know me well enough to know I am not, I am not uh, drafting a Rob. Louie, appreciate you showing up, even though you're late on a positive note, this one's not going to be three hours like the legendary sicko shows. This will be over shortly and you can go back and watch from the beginning. I enjoyed it. We got to walk through my exposures um and this has been this has been a lot of a lot of fun yes sir he is yes sir he is he is currently ahead of logan thomas as well um justice hill has looked real good i have almost no dobbins no gus edwards my highest owned ravens players are zay flowers and mark andrews um i have tons of mark andrews tons of bateman tons of flowers tons of lamar i draft all the ravens i even have some odell because I just draft the Ravens. What is it? Uh, I mean, I, you don't really actually have to tell me. I can go look it up uh, after we are done here. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, what Underdog brings us. Yeah. there's You guys are hitting all the... There's one 
other round 18 wide receivers. You guys have definitely hit, I think, hit the two of the three. Yeah, Justice Hill is definitely a Spike Week approved guy. And again, I know I keep saying this, and so I'll shut up about it. But that 20 round extras, I think these guys are so right? AT Perry, as you guys mentioned. <clears throat> In 18 rounds, you know, there is a little bit of a difference between round 18 and round 20. Not much, but like in 20 rounds, there's guys that go in the 17th on here as fucking, I just realized Harbs took took Calvin Austin. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Literally, nickname, nickname, uh, username, sniper, taking, uh, <sighs> taking all my guys here, but uh, Justice Hill, right? Fire these guys. Rico Dowdle before he, everybody started to know he was the thing. Like those are like, have some fun with those last round guys uh, in, especially in those 20 rounds. Yeah. I mean, you shit, you should do it in 18 rounds too, but man, when you get extra, when you get extra two picks. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Well, Louie, you are in the right place. As you see at the top of your screen, we are sickos, and uh, this is what we think about. Hop in the car, you know, you're running errands, you're walking the dogs. This is what you're thinking about. What 18th round pick should I take on a Ryan Tannehill, Geno Smith team? These are the things that consume my brain. Yeah, I'm not at 5%. Well, I don't know how many. I just took I literally just took Justice Hill in a DK Millie draft before we before we got on here. So um okay, I should have probably uh, done a better job of okay, so Calvin Austin is gone, right? Yeah, Calvin Austin is gone. Are there any Texans left? I'm sure Tank's gone, yeah. So no, so that leaves us with one guy, right? Bring back to our Saint stack, Trey Palmer. Side note, Bindles brings up uh, Andre Iosivas, Yoshivas. I think it, it's 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 Yo. I believe is how you pronounce the beginning of that. And I found out why this dude is even an even bigger baller than we thought he was. He goes by the nickname Yoshi. So Google him, and you'll find out uh, how he uh, how he got the nickname Yoshi. But yeah, Trey Palmer. One of my 18th round guys. Also, you know, took took a, a Saint got a Saint stack. Perfect bring back. Perfect bring back to the Saint stack in week 17. Um, yeah, Westbrook Akine would it make sense, Kyle? I, I don't like drafting Westbrook Akine. Um, I don't like drafting him at all. But Burks will be back, and he's going to take away that role from him. Whereas Kyle Phillips will be, you know, still going to be the slot receiver. So, all right, let's run this team down, and then we'll get out of here. From the 102 to ruin Rob Coakley's life just a little bit more, Jamar Chase, uh, Chris Olave, which was nice having almost no Chris Olave with Jamar Chase uh, and getting that in the last draft is nice. And DK Metcalf for a little bit of a fun. And then Andre, uh, honestly, to DeAndre Hopkins, that first like group of four and then taking Hawk in the fifth, it's like 
totally reasonable, like at cost top guy on the, on the board every single time and a unique grouping for me. Um, especially with Hopkins and Hawkinson, not being guys. I take a ton come back with Jordan Addison. Obviously that's a little secondary Vikings correlation. So there's another, you know, week 17 stack. I can pull that up in a second, actually. Uh, just while I'm thinking about it, let me go to the playoff view. So we go to week 17. Uh, I know I'm jumping all over the place, but it reminded me in week 17, we got the green Bay in Minnesota game with a, that's fun. Addison Hawkinson, AJ Dillon got new Orleans, Tampa Bay with Chris Olave, Juwan Johnson and Trey Palmer. Got the awful RBRB Carolina with Tank Bigsby and Chuba Hubbard. And then we got the Mostert and Zay Flowers. Uh, might have had Calvin Austin as a bring back to our Geno stack and might have had somebody from Houston if that happened. But I'm, it's nice to still have these other, right, these other games stacked up, three of them mainly. Uh, and then you still have two main stacks. So it's like uh, kind of a little bit of a different way of getting fewer things right. Anyway, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, clearly zero RB team. Khalil Herbert to kick off the zero RB build in the eighth round at running back. AJ Dillon, Geno Smith to stack up with DK Metcalf, Tank Bigsby, Damian Harris, Raheem Mostert, and Ty J Spears to get still getting six running backs through 14 rounds. You can't really complain at Ty J. That's my guy. That's my guy right now. I also really love uh Ty J with Tannehill is a fun one. If something happens to Derrick Henry, wheels up for Ty J, but they're going to throw more. They're going to throw more. Come back with Juwan Johnson, superstar training camp tight end, apparently, for the New Orleans Saints, and then draft Tannehill to build out the Titan stacks. Chuba Hubbard as my final running back in round 17, and Trey Palmer in the 18th round to go with the New Orleans Saints. All right, guys, this was a ton of fun. Um, if you joined late, we walked through for the first 20 minutes or so uh, my exposures in Best Ball Mania through 149 teams. Took some pretty big stands, but definitely had a lot of fun. Shout out Sam Howell. Shout out the Ravens, whatever. So go back and watch that and be on the lookout for the rest of the week. We got more drafts coming. Last thing, Legendary Sickos, if you are, uh, if you've been watching our shows, you probably already are aware if you're in the Discord uh, make sure you check out that link if you're not in the description. Uh, Legendary Sicko's new episode dropped today. It is a marathon, as per usual, a marathon episode, but a really fun one where uh, Pat and I brought his dynasty compadres, Davis Maddock and Jacob Sanderson, over. And we talked about how we can kind of, you know, gain an edge in our best ball drafts here as we close out the summer using a dynasty mindset. So thinking about things through a dynasty lens and taking these last 16 days to really kind of hammer what that means in best ball drafts. Um, so that's up on the YouTube channel here, which you're probably watching on. Uh, so check that out as well. Get over on drafters, promo code spike, 100% deposit bonus. I'm going to be over there for the next 16 days drafting like crazy. It's going to be a lot of overlay. So I'll see you guys over there, and I will see you guys a little later this week. Thank you. Have a good night. Peace. Ooh, those were some spicy takes. Want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're going to have over here at Spike Week? Why don't you press that subscribe button below? You turn notifications on, we draft a team, boom, you know about it. We have another spicy take, boom, you know about it. You can be there. You can draft with us. 
You want to stay up to date. That's how you do it. All right, we'll catch you later next time here at Spike Week.